It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at PIC. NRG.com and by PSENG committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future and brought to you by Mercedes Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Well, it's never easy, but the Giants find a way. They get off the Schneid, their first victory of the season, 27 21 over the Saints in overtime as the Giants went nine plays, 75 yards. It took just over five minutes off the clock into OT, and Saquon Barkley running it in from six yards out to help the Giants pull off a very impressive come-from-behind victory considering they were trailing by 11 in the fourth quarter. It didn't look as if they were going to find a way, but they gutted it out. They tied the game thanks to a late Graham Gano field goal. The rest is history as the Giants get their first victory of the season. They also snap a five-game losing streak at the Superdome. This is their first win there since 1993. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, Paul Dettino with you. We're going to be hearing from Joe Judge. We'll get some player reaction. We'll also get to your phone calls along the way at 877-337-6666. Jeff, I want to start with you. It looked as if the Saints were going to cruise along to victory in this game. The defense just unable to stop the run, unable to get off the field. But the defense was able to force the punt late, and the Giants' offense seemed to take advantage, and then they swung that momentum along with them into overtime. Yeah, I love the word momentum because that's what the defense did. They swung that momentum towards the offense and 11 unanswered points and we talk about this all the time, okay? It's a few things that win football games in the National Football League. Something the Giants haven't been able to do this year because of penalties. They cut down on the penalties today. Their defense stiffened up at the end of the game, the fourth quarter there, and their offense. Big players make big plays and big games, Lance. I mean, that's what it all takes. It takes Daniel Jones outstanding today. Take away the one interception at the end of the half. Didn't really mean anything, but can threw the ball well. The offensive line protected for him. You can show it shows you what he can do in throwing the football when he has that protection. And then again, Galladay and Saquon step up for you, make plays, big plays down the down the end in overtime. 75-yard drive, never give the ball back to the New Orleans Saints, and they get their first victory of the year. A great win for the Giants on the road, and, and you know, in a tough, tough place to play. Absolutely, and a place that has not been very friendly to the Giants in no. recent and past history. And then... Before the game-winning touchdown drive in overtime, they put together an 11-play, 59-yard drive, 230, in which Graham Gano came through with the game-tying 48-yard field goal. And, mm-hmm. Paul, speaking of big plays, I want to bring you in here because Jeff referenced Kenny Galladay. Maybe the biggest play in this game actually comes on that third and seven, exactly, when Galladay gets the 28-yard reception. He bumps off a few defenders and all of a sudden has them knocking on the door in field goal range. Kenny Dalladay uh, has really shown so much during his NFL career, and then he comes to the Giants, and what happens? During training camp, he's a bit nicked up. Has himself a hammy, has himself a hip, has a little frustration, has a little bit of a sideline thing with Jason Garrett, gets caught on television, gets off to a very, very frustrating start. I think this is the day he truly became a giant. This is the day he broke out. This is the day that he made the big plays above the X's and the O's, the big plays that big guys need to make in big spots to truly be the kinds of players that they want to be in this league. Uh, a real coming out party for Galladay today. And can we not forget Kadarius Tony? Sure. 
six catches for 78 yards, and a couple of very elusive first downs. Giants finished with some struggles in the red zone, but they also got touchdowns outside of the red zone, which was key. And we'll step aside, come back, we'll get into that. The John Ross touchdown, and then, of course, the Saquon catch and run, which was a big reason why they were able to rally for the 27-21 victory in overtime over the Saints in New Orleans. Coming up, we'll hear from Joe Judge, get some player reaction as well. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. I'm Daniel Jones, and now back to more Giants football on the fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Giants outlast the Saints 27-21 in overtime. Let's hear from Joe Judge addressing the media. Success on the field. So, that being said, I'll open up any questions you guys have. Look, we're just sticking to the process. You know, I've been talking about this for the last, you know, I guess, what, three, four weeks, whatever it's been now, even going back to training camp. And, you know, everyone wants to come in here right now, have a big emotional whatever. The reality is, you know, we're going to go back. We're going to watch this tape. We're going to identify things we have to correct. It wasn't perfect today. We look at things we're doing well. We'll continue to build forward. You know, we can't ride this roller coaster, you know, every week. You know, for us, we've got to be able to look at the tape from the last few weeks and understand who we are as a team and to get the results, we have to play a certain way. There's some things that came in the game today we were able to overcome. Uh, we've got to make sure we look at the tape and be very honest with ourselves in terms of what the Cowboys are looking at right now in, t- in terms of tape, what they're looking for for a mismatch. So in terms of us as a team, you know, I've told you guys for a long time, I, I gauge the guys based on how they come to work every week, how they respond in the meetings, how attentive they are. That's what I see from our guys. I see a lot of mental toughness right there. I see a lot of guys sticking together as a team. And obviously we come to work to work each week, and we're working to give ourselves a chance to have success. Joe, it was kind of tough sliding for a sick one early on. How, how rewarding was it for him to obviously – yeah, look, with this kind of defense, it's not going to just go ahead and burst open right away. I mean, this is one of the top-run defenses in the league. So you don't go into this right here and just think, like, all of a sudden you got some magical play and it's going to just go ahead and seem right open. you got to stay to the run, committed to the run. And staying with the run doesn't mean you have to run it 50 times. But you got to stay consistent with your game plan of calling the things to give you a chance to have the runs and things that come off the runs. I thought Jason did a really nice job today of that. You know, and that obviously, you know, led to some plays for Saquon in space with some, you know, catches, some screens, things of that nature. And then obviously with the run at the end of the game, you know, it's a guy has been plugging away, working hard, getting better every week. Uh, our team's been improving every week, so I'm proud of the way it happens. And, look, we don't care who gets the points. We don't care who makes the plays. It's just as long as it's the giant. Can you speak, though, to maybe how, how happy that group is in there for him? Yeah, and I've said this before about Saquon. I think the thing with Saquon is, you know, everybody's seen, you know, how much he's worked, how hard he's worked, the adversity he's had to overcome. Uh, this wasn't a small injury that he's had to work and battle through. Um, he's gone through a lot of things, and he's kept the team first in everything he's done, and they see that. There's a reason this guy was elected captain by his teammates to represent them with how he works, all right, and how he performs on the field. So, you know, in terms of seeing him have success, again, it's, it's collective success. It's everybody's win. So Saquon obviously punched the ball in there at the end to close it out. Uh, that's what we wanted. We wanted to get the ball back and have opportunity to go ahead and just finish the game on out right there. Um, and that's what we were able to do. What did you think of Daniel's performance? Um, I'm going to watch the tape before I make any just broad stroke blanket statements. But, you know, on the surface right now coming out, I thought he handled a lot of things very well. Obviously, with the uh, environment, I thought he did a good job preparing this week in terms of the communication. We made as tough on these guys as we could. In practice, thought that obviously carried over into the game. I think he did a really good job with the players throughout the week of working on that communication aspect of it, even away from the coaches in different meetings. So, you know, he was able to go out there and make some big throws. Obviously, hit the shot down to John. 
you know, for the big play early on. Uh, but he was consistently able to find open receivers, you know, and make good, accurate throws and uh, the right decisions right there. So, again, I say all the time, he's a guy that you just see through the way he works and the performance that keeps on coming. You don't have to go out there and go ahead and force the game. You just got to go out there and make the plays that are in front of you. You guys broke the areas down pretty well today a little bit. Can you speak to kind of what you saw, even without looking at the film? Obviously, he was, you know. I think it's, that's just a, a result of him just being ready to play like he was and you know being used to the offense and obviously being in a situation when the ball came his way and made plays. And, uh, look, he's a guy that you know we've known he's got talent. We know he's a very competitive guy. Uh, he's a guy that has the ability to make big plays. Uh, I think you're starting to see a lot of that, obviously, on the field in the games. We see a lot of it at practice on a regular basis. Not a surprise to us he makes those plays. It wasn't something we had to go ahead and diagram and gadget and specific. Just He was part of the offense. He's part of the offense every week. We're calling plays, and he's out there making them. Coach, did the Saints do what you thought they would do as far as quarterback, bringing in you know, Taysom a couple different times? Obviously, you prepared for that, but was it what you thought it would be? And, and kind of give us a comment about Taysom Hill. First of all, that guy's a heck of a player. I mean, he's a big, strong man. He obviously poses a lot of issues in terms of how they use him. Running as a quarterback, as a receiver, as a runner, in the kicking game as a personal protector. You guys don't realize that when he's on that punt team, that truly makes it a defensive play. That's a whole different animal having a guy out there who's, who's an actual quarterback and also is an actual running back at the same time. So you've got to go ahead out there and play their punt team like it's an offensive play. You know, everyone wants to go ahead and diagram, you know, double vice returns or max rushes, but you got a guy out there who can do what he does. You've got to address this game a little bit differently. So when you talk to your team about the punt team early in the week, the first thing you start with is, hey, look, it's fourth down defense. we got to get off the field. So we may have a returner back there, but it's a defensive play. You know, these gunners on the outside, they're just receivers. you got Montgomery out there covering. Gray's very capable of catching the ball right there. They're not, they're not going to be hesitant to go ahead and call fake when they think they have something that's going to work on you dialed up. Uh, they're very aggressive. Sean always does a very good job playing the game aggressively. You know, we expect them to go for in a lot of the fourth down situations throughout the game. We expect to see a healthy dose of number seven in different positions, which we obviously saw. And the quarterback power that they run with him, is, it's just a tough scheme to stop. It really is because when the quarterback's running that, you really gain an extra blocker, okay, because you don't have to have someone hand it off and get out of the way. You actually gain the extra blocker. It's a tough scheme. Uh, there's a reason this guy's closed out a lot of games where you go back to the game last weekend, the four-minute drive, this guy was able to you know, run the ball consistently and make positive yards. Um, you knew going in you're not going to go ahead and just shut this guy down and stone him. So you've got to go ahead and just keep playing each play. You know they're going to make plays. That's the way they are. But, you know, we've got to have a puncher's mentality of being able to get hit and swing back. Joe, Jason Yeah, we talked throughout the week on the game plan of what it was going to be and, and how we wanted to go after these guys. Um, look, I think Jason did a really good job today feeling the flow of the game and taking what was you know, presented to us. And Daniel did a good job facilitating the offense. The receivers made plays for us down the field. I thought the offense line did a good job inside of giving them time to throw. And that was something really, you know, we came into this game knowing, you know, how well they do on defense. You're getting the third down defense, a heavy pressure defense. You know, you got a guy like Cam Jordan sitting there on the right edge as we see it. I mean, that's a guy you got to account for. So, again, when you go into these games, you have to think about what does the other team have? How do you have to match up on them? So you start with the Saints defense in terms of, all right, the pass rush. They can get after you up front with the inside movement twist. Talk about the third down dime packages. Their outside edge with the pass rushers. That's something you've got to be able to handle. And then also, you've got backers that play very aggressive and sticky. And then you've got the secondary, which those guys on the corners can match up and play man or match zone as much as you want to. And very experienced, very savvy safeties who at any point are looking to pounce and steal a ball. So when you go into a game like this, obviously, we're always going to play everything aggressively. Okay, sometimes our aggressive may seem different to somebody else. For example, sometimes we may punt the ball and someone says, well, that's not being very aggressive. Whereas I look at it saying, I'm going to be aggressive with the coverage units and aggressive with the defense going to make a stop. Sometimes you can go ahead and say, well, keeping the offense out there may be the most aggressive play. Sometimes that's just foolish. Yeah, we, we, I know you speak of, of 
I'm not trying to, I'm not being, getting too high, I'm not right. going back to the drawing board thing, but are you a believer in the psychology of the results and, you know, and what this could do to the psyche of your team to come here? Um, I'm a believer in the process. I'm a believer in the process. I'm a believer in not looking at the result and thinking that justifies what you do. I'm a believer in coming back to work every week and knowing what it takes to be successful and sticking to that plan and not, a, not abandoning it because maybe you didn't get the result. Sometimes you go back to the process and did we complete the process correctly to put us in position for results. Results are the most you know, deceiving thing in mankind. If you keep focused with what's away from you and forget about the steps you have to complete on the way there, you'll never get to where you really want to be. Joe, is this, a, is this a franchise quarterback Look, I love Daniel. He had a heck of a game today. I'm going to look at everything right there. I'm not going to go ahead and start making, you know, broad picture statements and headline type things. If you're asking if he's our quarterback, as I said consistently, Daniel Jones is our quarterback. However you want to label that and go forward with that, you know, you guys can put that in the paper. But, look, I'm very proud of how this guy came down here, prepared throughout the week, and the performance he had in the field today in that environment against that defense. Well, I think, well, I think he's kind of getting Did he kind of put you on his shoulders there? Did he kind of, like, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm going to make sure that I get these guys. You were struggling to score points. He can get your points when you needed them the most? Yeah, I think I saw that from Daniel as well as the offensive line, the receivers. I saw it from the tight end, saw it from the running back, saw it from all of our guys, Jordan. So in terms of, you know, putting the game on our shoulders, obviously that guy touches the ball every play, right? So obviously, you know, he's the guy who's got to be most consistent with performance because every play he does it. But in terms of, you know, putting the game on our shoulders, you know, there's 53 guys in that locker room that each one of them came into work on Wednesday and knew that it was going to take every single one of us to be successful down here. So I'd say the entire team put each other on their shoulders. All right, so that was head coach Joe Judge addressing the media. His press conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. And a reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday, all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. So the Giants topped the Saints 27-21 in overtime, thanks to Saquon Barkley's rushing walk-off touchdown. They get their first win of the season. They're now 1-3. We'll step aside, come back. We'll hear from some of the players, and we'll continue to recap the Giants' big win on the road. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on a Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. First and goal, Giants at the six. Here in overtime, can they score a touchdown and end this with five minutes to go in OT? Jones out of the gun. Hand off Saquon, slices right to the end zone and in for the touchdown of the Giants, winning overtime. Saquon Barkley on a six-yard run. That was the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. The game-winning score in OT from six yards out. It capped a nine-play, 75-yard drive a little over five minutes into overtime. And speaking of Saquon Barkley, that brings us to the player of the game. Brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. ELAC 825 building our future. And there are a number of candidates that could easily be the player of the game. But 
It's hard to overlook Saquon Barkley, considering he had 126 total yards along with two touchdowns. He had the big explosive catch and run for a score for 54 yards, which really helped the Giants get right smack back in the game, pulling them within a field goal because they ultimately tacked on the two-point conversion. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, and Paul Dettino with you here as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, recapping New York's first win of the season, 27-21, over the Saints in overtime. And, Jeff, I just mentioned Saquon Barkley's numbers. We heard from Joe Judge. Paul used an interesting term where he said it was sort of the breakout game for Kenny Galladay. I would argue it really was also the breakout game for Saquon Barkley, where Mm -hmm. you saw the explosive plays. You saw maybe all the runs weren't amazing, but they stayed true to the ground game, and it allowed them to get in position for that game-winning touchdown. Well, Lance, if you look at the from the game one to game four, we saw how he had this uptick in participation, right? So it's kind of gone yeah. slowly, 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 and then all of a sudden this week, I feel like Saquon, and it, you want to call it a breakout? I just call it as I have a picture of that's what he was, that's what he looked like before his injury. So I think that that's kind of where the Giants see him now, and and I'll tell you what's exciting is not only how the way that Saquon Barkley is catching the football, running the football is the emergence of now Kadarius Tony as another weapon in this offense. I mean, we knew it was going to come eventually. We just didn't know when. Uh, everybody kind of scratched their head a little bit about, you know, the, the pick, and then all of a sudden in the offseason and training camp, where is Kadarius? Where is he? Where is he? Well, I mentioned on our pregame show, Lance, that, you know, he played in 40-something plays last week, and he only got the ball a couple times, but there's design. There's plays that he's going to get the football now. And and I tell you, the one the one play that really just blew my mind was that third third and 18 play that he converted for a first down that was all effort I'm excited about both those guys as playmakers on that offense and listen Daniel Jones could be the MVP too of this game um, he was outstanding and continues to protect the football and make good decisions and that's a uh, I, I really am proud of him too and we'll hey, get Lance, yeah can I ahead. give the Rodney Dangerfield award for the guy who's getting no respect here to Kyle Rudolph because if he doesn't recover Barkley's fumble only about a minute or so before the Giants get the Barkley touchdown to win it. The Giants are in deep doo-doo. Because well, we almost Saints, have to take away the player of the game from Saquon because of that fumble. <laughs> you know, because if, Well, it doesn't if, go down as a lost fumble. So. That's right, Rudolph, I know, but he at least if, did it. <laughs> if Rudolph does not recover that fumble yeah, big and the play. Saints pick it up, okay, remember now, the Giants got the ball to start overtime, which means all the Saints need is a field goal. And they're only going to have to march. That fumble was just at around the 35-yard line of New Orleans. They're only going to have to go about 30 yards or so to give Rosas a chance to win it. How different does this game become in everybody's emotional universe if Rudolph does not recover that fumble? Rudolph also had a big 20-yard grab that put them in the red zone for one of their possessions. Now, they ultimately finished one for three in the red zone, the lone one being the Saquon Barkley touchdown. So they've been one for three in games in a row. Correct, of their four (laughs) contests. The positive is, though, they did have more explosive plays than what we've seen in the previous games combined, where you had the Saquon catch and run we mentioned for 54 yards. John Ross, he had a very impressive Giants debut, multiple big plays, including the 52-yard touchdown grab. So, you know, those are all encouraging signs. And the other thing that I wanted to piggyback off of, Jeff, that you brought up, because I have the numbers in front of me. We don't know the snap count yet for Barkley, but if you just look at 
the increase in production and touches. He went from 11 touches to 15 touches to 22 touches. Okay, he had 18 today, so slightly down, but the scrimmage yards, 27 week one, 69 week two, 94 week three, and then today a buck 26, and then, of course, the two touchdowns. So it's natural to assume, hey, it's going to be a progressive improvement as he gets his legs back under him. Well, I mean, you look at this defense for the Saints coming into this game. Um, they're ranked in the top ten in almost a lot of the categories. And I think the biggest one, um, they were third in rushing. They did a nice job against the uh, the Giants today. But um, big plays. They were fourth in the National Football League again for big plays. And the Giants really did some nice things uh, in the, in that department. Now, one, th- one play that's going to get – no one's going to really remember this, but I will. Um, with seven minutes left, down by 11 – uh, C.J. Board had a 27-yard punt return that started things off. That was a big, big play on special mm-hmm. teams. I had mentioned that in our pregame about special teams, one of my keys to the game, and that would be a big play in the special teams department. Well, C.J. Board did, and we just hope he's okay. I know he went out with an injury later in the football game. And we'll get to some of the injuries a little bit later on, as well as some of the other notable statistics. We're also expected to hear from some of the players as the Giants outlasted the Saints 27-21 in overtime. We'll step aside and return right after. Oh, hold on. Stay that false start. Daniel Jones is now speaking to the media, so let's hear from the quarterback. Uh, yeah, felt felt great. Um, yeah, these... This team, everyone's been uh, battling now and haven't gotten the results, uh, obviously. And this one went down to the last minute. Uh, took some extra time. So, um, yeah, it was exciting. Daniel, on that third and short, when you guys huddled up uh, before you got past the was that a was that a route you were looking at the entire time? Was there any thought to be there playing a little bit more conservative and going for a field goal, or was that the play all along? Yeah, I think that was the thought. Uh, that was the thought there, and, and uh, you know we wanted to, to take a shot, and, and that play has you know several options to it. So uh, Kenny did a great job winning and, and getting open. Um, guys up front did a great job, and he made a heck of a play. Yeah, you guys have obviously lost two games in the last uh, going in here. Can you have? Do you have any idea what this can do for you guys psychologically coming down here against a lot of odds and whatnot, and you know as you move forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can uh, we can build off of it, and that's the that's the goal is to use the momentum as we prepare for for next week. So um, there's still things we're going to have to look to to clean up and, and do better. So um, you know we'll we'll focus on that, but use the use the momentum to uh, to carry us into next week. Yeah, so you, early this week, uh, Saquon said something like, I think it was after the last game, said somebody's just got to step up, someone's got to do something about it. Starting with your touchdown pass to him today when you got him down 11, I think. As the, as the quarterback, are you saying to yourself in that moment, like, now's the time. Like, I'm the quarterback. It's going to be me. It's going to be Saquon. Like, are you thinking that way at that moment? Um, I don't think so. I think, obviously, at that point in the game, we, we've got to make a play and we've got to do it. But, um, you know, I think it's the same mindset, trusting trust in what we do as an offense, trusting the group. Um, you know, and, and taking what they give us, and, and they gave us a, an opportunity there. So, so it's about taking it, and um, you know, I think in those situations, um, you know, it's about trusting it. It's about trusting what we do, uh, staying true to that, and uh, you know, knowing that someone's going to step up and make a play. So, Saquon did a great job there. What does it say about this offense that you were able to come here? This is a defense that's pretty good so far this year, about 485 yards, and when you needed it most, really, you took the ball down the field. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's uh, you know, we've sh shown glimpses of what we can be as an offense, uh, you know, throughout these first four games. And, and uh, you know, we were more consistent with it today. We made a few more plays and uh, made the plays when they counted. So I think that's the capability of this offense. Um, you know, we've got to keep keep doing it. And, and like I said, it wasn't perfect. There's things we're going to have to do better and, and clean up. But, um, you know, I think we, we have the potential to make a lot of plays. And, uh, we got to keep doing that. We did not see, you know, the false starts and the kind of things that could really get people out of whack here in the noise. What was your sense of what your offensive line was able to do and how you were able to communicate with these guys today? Yeah, those guys did a great job uh, all game, uh, communication, pre-snap, and then, you know, post-snap as well. They, they played huge all day against a, a really good defensive front. But um, I think it has a lot to do with our preparation this week, understanding, you know, what the environment was going to be, um, practicing in it, and, and, you know, having a plan for it. So uh, I thought we did a, did a good job with that. Coaches prepared us, you know, well for it. And, and um, those guys did a great job executing. Is this the loudest place you've been? Is this the loudest you got out um, Probably, yeah. Probably. Saquon obviously as well has been through a lot. Can you just speak to your emotion and the emotion of the guys in that room for him to be the guy that scores this touchdown? Obviously it was a lot more than the end of this game, but to end like that and I think that's what Yeah, I mean, we're, we're – uh, you know, the guys who see him work day in and day out and, and see how much it means to him, I think everyone kind of shares that excitement and just, just uh, you know, happiness for, for him and, and um, you know, no one that deserves it more and just what he what he does, what he puts into it, uh, how hard he works, and uh, so happy to see that. Last one here. Owen Ford been really tough spot for you guys to be How much is this sort of like a weight off the shoulders for you guys? Uh, yeah, it, it certainly is. Uh, we needed a win, and, and you know there was a high sense of urgency to to do that. So um, you know we treated it, um, you know looking at it this week, one week at a time, and, and focusing on what we were doing throughout the week, preparing, and then uh, you know obviously coming here on on Sunday and, and playing our best. So um, you know that was our focus this week to to prepare to do that and. Um, you know, we've got to continue to work, continue to sharpen things up, but uh, definitely a big win. Thank you, That's Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. John Schmoke down here in the locker room. Uh, Kadarius Tony is going to be in here next as he shakes Daniel Jones's hand and makes his way to the podium with his big breakout performance. The Giants rookie first-round pick. Here's Kadarius Tony at the podium. We'll take questions. That must have been dealt to him, you know, your whole family's here, and you're able to have your most productive game so far. Yeah, it feels good to go out there and execute what the coaches uh game plan for, you know. How much did you want to let that one go? Throw it? Sir? The one that looked like you were, you were ready to throw it. How much did you want to let that go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the play was designed for me to throw it, but uh, it wasn't that, so I had to just take what they gave me. But if they would have came up, you know, I had to make a play, you know, it was – you know, it's do or die at that moment. <laughs> First Dallas, can you talk about the, the emotions when Saquon scores? Where were you? What did you see? And what did that feel like? Oh, yeah, when we scored, I was right down the side of him. I was like, I was trying to, I was trying not to tackle him myself because, hey, it was, <laughs> it was really emotional like that, especially because, you know, you put in the work every day throughout the week with these guys and you know what their capabilities are, is. And just going out there knowing that you execute on the side of your brother, that's the best feeling you could probably have. When you guys won the coin toss, did you know the game was over? Uh, it was a moment kind of when I kind of, like when we won the coin toss, I kind of looked down the sideline, the whole offense, we were ready to go. And I, I just, 
I knew at, at that moment that we just had to feed up our own energy because at the end of the day, it's only us that's in the locker room that's that really kind of believe in us. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just more of a, a team effort. What does it mean to you <laughs> it was like that was the most exciting moment I feel like I done had, you know what I'm saying, so far because it's like just to know his story, his journey and stuff and just being like being there every day with him, talking to him. He always motivated me like every pregame, like probably so much footage out there. He coming to me, hey, just be yourself today. You know what I'm saying? Just do this, just do that. Just, you know what I'm saying, be willing to put everything on the line to um, win the game. And that's what he did right there. <laughs> Man, that was a great performance by Daniel. I I I don't feel like nobody else, nobody in the locker room doubts him no matter what. Like, what if he having a bad game or a good game? You know what I'm saying? Nobody, there's never no doubt there because we know at the end of the day, our faith is the strongest belief we'll have. You know. We have time for two more. You, you think you were able to finally show some open space today, putting your foot in the ground, making moves that. You know, this is what you're going to be all about here. Yeah, I'm just executing game plan. You know, we we work every day throughout the week to you know to prepare for what the defense is going to give us to take advantage of it, and that was just a a product of the um, I guess uh of what they was giving. Right, but the game plan is, is you know is for you to execute the plays. Yeah, you got to get make moves. You got to get open. You know, do you think? Was this the most fun you've had since you've been a giant basically making plays and moving around a little bit? I would say, yeah, it was a lot of fun today, but I, don't, I wouldn't say it was the most fun. It was a great team win today, but the most fun is every day in the locker room with those guys, talking to Coach Judge every day, him giving me pointers on what to do, you know what I'm saying, what not to do and stuff like that. That's the most joy I probably have, you know what I'm saying, just getting acclimated to the game, you know what I'm saying, I'm just a rookie. I'm just learning from everybody around me right now, so, you know, I'm just executing. I know you, I know you downplay it, but how much did you look at it and say, hey, we don't have Sterling, we don't have Darius, they, you know, they need me today, like, I, I need to – Step up here. Uh, I mean, those guys always in my corner, no matter they playing or not playing, just motivated me to go out there and do what I do best. Like Chef, he always turned up when I, uh, you know, when I make a player do something crazy. Like he right down side of me, he be the first one to celebrate with me and stuff like that. And Slay always on me. Like we we be jaw jacking, talking stuff back and back, cause you know what I'm saying from college. But you know, uh, it, it was a, it was a, it was a great experience. Ain't no cap. All right. All right, so that was Giants rookie wide receiver Kadarius Toney reflecting on his six-catch, 78-yard performance in the Giants' 27-21 win over the Saints in overtime. The player press conference is brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll hear from a few more players and also look ahead to the Giants' next game as they will have to go up against the Dallas Cowboys, who won earlier today. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Giants top the Saints 27-21 in overtime. Let's head back to the podium. Kenny Galladay addressing the media. We hit it in practice, and it just, you know, it showed in the game. I mean, if you, if you look at it, all the receivers played some type of part and did their job. It's all about doing your 111, and I feel like everybody in the receiver room did a great job, you know, helped DJ out, and, I mean, he put it on us. I mean, just a win period is hard to come by in this league. I mean, even – even the games before these games, I mean, we right that we're right there in it. You know, we just had some self-inflicting wounds on those drives. You know, in those recent games, and I feel like today we helped ourselves out a lot by making big plays and you know 
getting the ball in the end zone, we had to. Kenny, how fitting was it It, it was huge, and I mean, to be honest, I was happy for him, happy for the whole team, but for, you know, really for him, you know, um, coming off the injury last year, and what he ran a go ball today and split, and he made plays. He had he had a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. I mean, happy for him. Did he look like a, it? almost seemed like he was a different player at the end of the game than he was at the beginning of the game. Like you saw sort of the evolution of him in, in, this, in this game. It's really about those dirty runs. I mean, he was probably you know. It probably didn't look like much was there, but I mean, four, four yards of carry right there on, on certain runs, and then you know you're going to spring a big one, and then the way he runs, he's all, he's always falling forward. Kenny, what you, did you, you made clear you want the ball in a big spot. That third and seven, I think, on the field goal drive to tie it late. Like, just how excited are you, or how glad are you that they're calling your number in that spot? And then how tough of a play is that to make? To be honest, that's that's all I can really ask for. And then on top of that, when when my number is called, I always say it. I want to be there to answer that bell to, you know, make that big play. Um, to be honest, I didn't know I was going to break that tackle. I just knew I'd have to catch the ball and try to get us down there the best way I could. Um, I was able to I was able to bounce off that tackle and just get us downfield. That's all I was worried about. Um, I'm, and, and, that, and, and that, you know, time right there, I'm not thinking about just, you know, I'm not trying to do more than what I'm asked to do. Uh, it was a slant route. I made a guy, you know, made a guy miss, broke a tackle. And, you know, now we just got to push down the field. This is my first year with him, and I always say in the offseason, I see the work you know that he puts in. I see how you know how great he wants to be. And today he went out there very competitive, and he had a day. What did you learn about him now? You know, in this high pressure spot, to be able to go down there and do what he did. It's not so much what I learned about him. What I what I knew he was capable of doing. Like when the, the volume goes from 11 all the way down to zero on that last touchdown? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the stadium was rocking. And, you know, for us to get that win, not give um, their offense the ball back, for us to go down there overtime and score right away, could, you, could, you, could, you could hear a pin drop. That's Giants wide receiver Kenny Galladay. John Schmutt here in the Giants press conference room. Let's throw it back to Lance as we wait for Saquon Barkley, who now enters the room. So we will keep it here, and we'll go to Saquon taking questions from the media at the podium. Um, uh, excited. Uh, this team been through a lot. We've been through a lot of close games, and you know, we previously we haven't found a way to finish it. Um, and that was just a motto. That's what we kept saying at halftime, stick together, um, keep leaning on them, and we're going to find a way to win this game, and uh, we were able to do that. Um, we kind of ran that play earlier, and um, I saw that he was sitting on the out, uh, and you know, me and DJ had a conversation that it could be there. Um, so I was just stood ready for it. DJ gave me a great ball, and you know, you, when you get one-on-one -on -one safety, uh, you got to make that guy miss, and I was able to do that and get in zone. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool when you know you can see things before it happening. Um, and me and him were on the same page, and uh, I kind of just went up to him and saying, "Great ball and um, heck of a play." Um, 
yeah, we haven't won a, we haven't won a game in a, in yet this year. So uh, for us to come out here and, and finish the game in a tough environment um, against a great defense and a great team uh, and, and pull that out means a lot. And you know, it, it just just it's just a start. I feel like uh, we've been in a lot of close games, and we just gotta keep going, keep going to work every single day, and keep believing each other, and um, you know, get ready for next week. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, it definitely uh, helps with your confidence um, to, to be able to make some plays out there, especially in the game. Uh, you know, got, got to be a little stronger on the one run, fumble the ball. Um, that's not something that I, I usually do. Uh, but it feels good. feels good to get the win. Um, definitely builds, builds my confidence up. And like I keep saying, every, every single week, um, I can feel my knee getting better and better uh, and um, getting used to it. So it's got to keep trusting the process and, and keep going. Saquon, did you actually feel like you got better and better as the game went on? Like, you know, there was not a tremendous amount of success early, but you started breaking big plays late, late, late. You know I mean? That's not something that maybe you think would happen to someone like you. Yeah, you just got to keep leaning on them. Keep trusting it. Keep trusting the calls. Keep trusting the plays. Uh, they're a great defense. Um, they have some studs over there. Um, a great cornerback with, with Lattimore, uh, can't, uh, Jordan, amazing over there. Malcolm, I'm gonna play for him pretty much every year so far. Uh, and Davis, who, my in my opinion, I think is one of one of the best linebackers in the league. So uh, you know that they're gonna come out, throw, the, throw their punches, and uh, we just had to stay on our feet, keep fighting, and make the plays when they come. Um, no, I, I don't know what happened, to be honest. Um, I know I, like, fell, got up, fell, got up, caught it, uh, and was able to make some plays. And kind of, I don't know if anyone, I don't think anyone hit me. Kind of just slipped out of my hand. Um, uh, and when I saw that ball hit the ground, uh, I was just like, oh, no. And I, like, dove for the ball like this. And that, that ball can bounce anywhere. And uh, let's just say I, I owe Kyle Rudolph um, a dinner or, or something like that. Um, he showed them what we've been to, um, and hopefully y'all starting to see it too. This is ever since he, the day he's been drafted, he's been criticized, and that guy does nothing but come in and work and get better and lead every single day. Um, uh, and he's a competitor, and you know I, he showed that he's a special player. We knew he's a special player, um, and we're gonna keep leaning on him and keep going every single day. So that was Giants running back Saquon Barkley, who had 126 total yards and two touchdowns, helped the Giants get past the Saints in overtime 27-21, including the game-winning score. Today's game breakdown is brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. A few statistics that jump off the page. First of all, the Giants had 485 total yards, and most important, that translated to 27 points. In comparison, the Saints had 405. 402 of those yards, by the way, coming through the air for the Giants, and just three penalties on the day. That is quite the turnaround, considering the Giants had 19 total penalties in the last two games combined. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll continue to recap a thrilling come-from-behind victory for the Giants. They were down by 11 in the fourth, and somehow they post a six-point win in overtime over the Saints, their first win at the Superdome since 1993. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Two receivers left. 
Three to the right. Rudolph is flexed. Barkley split left. Jones back, looks left, throws left. Barkley's got it on the run to the 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown Giants! And that was the scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. One of Saquon Barkley's two touchdowns on the game, but this one was just one play, 54 yards, and it took nine seconds off the clock. And the Giants didn't just do that once in this game. They actually did it twice. They had another drive of one play. 52 yards to John Ross, and considering their struggles in the red zone, the best way to solve your red zone issues is avoid the red zone and just score from outside that, and that's exactly what the Giants did today. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow with you, Giants top the Saints 27-21 in overtime. Let's run you through the stats brought to you by the New York State Department of Health. COVID is spreading. Protect yourself and the people you love. Get vaccinated today. Daniel Jones, 28 of 40, career-high 402 passing yards, two touchdown passes, one to John Ross, the other to Barkley. He was picked off, but in fairness, that came off a Hail Mary at the very end of the first half. So context is important for that one. He did go 124 passes dating back to the tail end of last season without an interception before that pick by Marcus Williams in the end zone. The Giants Power Report is brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. Giants ran the ball 20 times for just 83 yards. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries for 52, and the game-winning touchdown. Numbers not necessarily surprising. This was one of the best run defenses in the NFL entering this game. The Saints were only giving up 60 yards on the ground per contest, and coming in, to the game that put them third in the National Football League. So most teams have had trouble solving the Saints on the ground, but the good news for the Giants is they found success through the air. Kenny Galladay, six catches, 116 yards. Tony had six for 78, and then John Ross adding three for 77. So the three new arrivals doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the Giants. On the defensive side of the ball, Logan Ryan and Tate Crowder led the way with nine tackles apiece for solo Logan Ryan also had one pass defensed. On the Saints side of things, Jameis Winston was 17 of 23 for 226 yards. He had a touchdown pass to his tight end, Jawan Johnson, that got the Saints on the board for the first time in this game. On the ground, they ran the ball 39 times for 170 yards. Alvin Kamara, 26 carries, 120 yards, 4.6 per carry, and to me, the most impressive number for the Saints, and we'll certainly get into this as we move along, they did not have one negative run in this entire game. And that's a big reason why they were able to really dominate and set the tone for the bulk of this contest. And as far as the receiving core is concerned, Marquez Callaway, two catches for 74 yards, including a 58-yarder. Deontay Harris, five for 52. As that rounds out the notable statistics, Malcolm Jenkins was their leading tackler with 12 eight solo, and one tackle for a loss. We will step aside when we come back. Jeff Fiegel's Paul Dottino will rejoin me as we'll put this game in perspective and how perhaps the Giants could build off of it as they will now head on the road to face a Dallas Cowboys team that sits atop the NFC East standings at 3-1. and one. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. 
driven by the Hess toy truck. What's up, everybody? This is Dory Jackson. And you listen to Giants football on the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants top the Saints 27-21 in overtime for their first win of the season. Let's check in on what else is happening across the NFL scoreboard in a very busy week four. You've got a few games currently in progress. All in the second quarter, Cardinals lead the Rams 21-10. Kyler Murray with two touchdown passes in that game. The Niners are blanking the Seahawks 7-0. Jimmy Garoppolo with a touchdown pass. Ravens and Broncos tied at 7. The Packers doubling up the Steelers 14-7. Aaron Rodgers, two touchdowns in that game. One through the air, one on the ground. Everything else went final. The Washington football team got a late touchdown thanks to J.D. McKissick off a catch and run. They outlasted the Falcons 34-30. Washington now improving to 2-2 on the season. The Bills did a number to the Texans, 40-0. Josh Allen, two touchdown passes. They also did a lot of damage on the ground. The Bears took care of the Lions 24-14 to improve to 2-2 in that one. David Montgomery over 100 yards and two scores. He got hurt in that game late. The Cowboys improved to 3-1 with a 36-28 win over the Panthers. Dak Prescott with four touchdown passes in that one. The Colts beat the Dolphins 27-17. Carson Wentz with two strikes into the end zone. The Browns doubled up the Vikings 14-7. The Jets also won in overtime like the Giants 27-24 over the Titans at MetLife Stadium. A game-winning field goal as time expired just about in overtime of that one. And the Chiefs bounce back with a 42-30 victory over the Eagles as Patrick Mahomes and company were cooking five touchdown passes for Mahomes in that one. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly. Now, the MLB in action is not sponsored, but given the magnitude of what is going on today, with it being the last game of the MLB regular season, we feel it's only appropriate to keep close tabs on that end, too, as you have multiple teams in the running for the two AL wildcard spots. So top of the six, the Nationals are leading the Red Sox 5-1. to one. The Rays and the Yankees still scoreless as they go to the bottom of the seventh. The Blue Jays beating up the Orioles 12-2 in the fifth. And the Angels are ahead of the Mariners 6-2 in the fifth. So if the Yankees somehow beat the Rays, they would get the top AL wildcard spot. If the other scores hold true, the Red Sox lose the Blue Jays' win. They would have to have a play-in game into the wildcard game as the Mariners would be mathematically eliminated. Yes, I know that's a lot of dig- to digest and a lot to make sense of. It's also a lot to understand and make sense of the fact that the Giants rallied from an 11-point deficit to beat the Saints 27-21 in overtime. As I welcome back in Jeff Eagles and Paul Dettino. And one of the things, Jeff, that is pretty much overshadowed in the win is the trouble that the defense had. Because for the bulk of this game, and I read the numbers before we stepped aside, New Orleans was having its way on the ground. But I think when you look at the end of the game, the Giants' defense was able to make the necessary stops to get the ball back to the offense. They hung in there. That's the best way I would say to define this game today. 
And we will momentarily, hopefully, hear from Jeff Fegels. Let's see if we can bring Paul DeTino into things here as we move along on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. And, Paul, what I was talking about with respect to the defense, you look at the numbers, a lot of success on the ground for the Saints, but they did make the stops late in regulation to at least give their offense a chance. Well, there were two stops that were the most critical. Uh, those coming in the fourth quarter in the final nine and a half minutes of the game. The Giants registered their first three and out defensively when they held the Saints to that three and out and forced them to punt from the 25-yard line. Uh, that allowed the Giants to take over near midfield. And on the first down play, Barkley catches the long touchdown pass. Uh, that's a huge play because not only do you save some clock with the three and out, you're also saving field position, which allows the Giants to do what they did. Uh, then on the ensuing Saints drive, uh, they get out to midfield. But again, uh, you know, they're forced to punt. Now, this time, the big play there, and I thought it was really a, a very, very, very good time for Leonard Williams to step up and be noticed. He had a huge pressure on Winston on a second and 14 from the Saints 38, forcing him into a throwaway, which then set up a third and 14, and they just went to the right flat, basically giving up on the third down play and being willing to punt. It was the second down pressure by Williams that really was the thing that stalled that drive. Of course, the Giants take over with about three minutes to go, and they uh, get the Gano field goal in the final moments to send the game to OT. So you're absolutely right, Lance. It was a bend but not break defense for most of the day. And then on their final two opportunities, the defense put the clamps down. Well, and I think something else that's important to add on that last drive that you were talking about, it really has nothing to do with the defense. It's more of a mishap by the Saints, the delay of game penalty, Paul, on second and nine, which made it second and 14, because not only did they lose five yards, but it stopped the clock. So that at least bought the Giants a little bit more flexibility, and they were ultimately able to capitalize by getting the game-tying field goal. Yeah, that was with uh, 317 left in the game, according to my notes. Now, the Giants did wind up having an extra timeout to go, so they could have used it. I don't know if that was quite as big as you want to make it seem, but I do think it was a small assistance. Uh, No doubt, though, it was that second-down pressure by Leonard Williams that really short-circuited the drive more than anything else. But, But if I may, Lance, I can't I can't go any further in this program. I can't allow this program to go down the road any longer without talking about this offensive line. Because Matt Skura playing at left guard for the first time in his career today, we had talked about him as a center who had played 12 games as a right guard back in 2017. He's the left guard today. Giants go with 40 pass attempts, 20 runs. They don't give up any sacks, zero full starts in the Superdome, and only six quarterback hits, which is very respectable to Daniel Jones. Big-time step-up by the offensive line. Absolutely. There actually weren't any sacks in this game. The Giants nor the Saints recorded any opportunities to bring down the opposing quarterbacks, and considering both teams at least have shown some flashes, that was a pleasant development, at least from the Giants' perspective. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on The Fan in New York, because we're going to be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score, the Giants beat the Saints 27-21 in overtime, thanks to Saquon Barkley's game-winning six-yard rushing score as they rally 
rallied back and overcame an 11-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Up next is the first-place Dallas Cowboys in Big D next Sunday. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.